you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Messenger of God, you're doomed if you stay here. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another episode of It's a Horror Podcast. My name is Wes. Hello, everybody. It is your boy, Kevin. I thought you changed your name to Jason for this one, but I guess we'll keep it as, uh, as Kevin. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll, that'll just be my middle name, but, my temporary middle name. There you go. There we go. Ke- Kevy Jason Kimry. There we go. I got it right. Yay. I was like, what the hell is his last name? <laughs> yes, sir. But anyway, back to business. <laughs> oh, God. Back to, <laughs> sorry, dude. You know, for the same basis. Like, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> If you didn't know my last name, we're not concentrating after this episode. I mean, come on, you know, one night stands. I mean, I thought that was what you went into, but no, well, I mean, I already. Well, it's not one night if we've already previously been together. Oh, I just uh, I, I take it one night at a time, man, because I mean, you're too much handled, you know, all at once. So I got to break it down. So um, respect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to business here. We got we got things to talk about here tonight. Tonight we are covering none other than Friday the Thirteenth, the franchise. And if, if you don't know by now, Kevin, his horror stiffy, we talk about a lot, his horror stiffy rages for the Voorhees men and women and the whole deal. They, he just loves that last name. It turns him on so much. It turns me on a little bit, but not as much as him. So, um, God damn. This episode is going to be heavy with Kevin, which I'm totally fine with because uh, I want to hear his thoughts on this because this is his bread and butter. So I am so excited to hear what you have for us tonight, man. Uh, my counts, I'm, I'm going to keep my thoughts, you know, I'll give them, but I'm not going to expound a lot. I'm going to let you run with it a lot. Cause this is, like I said, this is your, your thing. So I hope you're going to give me the same, you know, thing when we talk about Diamond on the street and scream. So, but, uh, we'll, we'll work on that later though. We'll, we'll, we'll pillow talk that out. So, um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot set up, man. I've got, I've got facts for all these movies for you guys. Um, we've got rankings, of course, if you're familiar with this podcast, you know that we rank all the films within a franchise from our shit pick all the way to number one. Um, Wes doesn't know my list. I do not know his. So it, he could hate a movie I love and vice versa. And uh, that kind of creates a unique clash. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little fun. We like to make fun of each other for movies that they love or hate that we love or hate. So, um, <laughs> Demon Wind. Yeah, man. <laughs> No, fuck that. Okay, de- no, we're going to talk about Demon Wind real quick because okay? it deserves to be talked about with, amongst the best horror films of all time, oh the Friday the God. 13th franchise. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Demon Wind's great. If you guys like uh, Night of the Demons, check out Demon Wind. If you like shitty movies that have shitty acting and shitty plots and uh, shitty special effects and they lead you in directions <laughs> you don't you. like to be led in, check Demon Wind out because it'll definitely get fucked in the ass on that one. So, yeah, and blame Kevin for that. Wait, did I say – did I say for fans of Night of the Creeps or Night of the Demons? Night of the Demons. You said Night of the Demons. I s- okay, okay. No. I thought Night of the Creeps. I was like, oops. No, no. Lead you all straight. I mean, that's a good movie too. Yeah, yeah. No, we were, we were talking about that earlier, so I get this. It was in your brain, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, seriously. But yeah, no. Uh, Demon Wind. Uh, if you don't know by now, I hate that movie. So it's funny because I see it posted on Instagram all the time, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so great." I'm like, I'm "Like, just throw that in the garbage. Just write in the trash. Just 
you know, draw back, give it the old three hoove, and you know, they're right in the, right in the trash can. But I just, don't. I really think you secretly love it, but you hate the fact that you might love it. So it, it's a very kind of problematic times within your mind. I mean, you can think what you want, but I mean, I know the truth. So <laughs> I'll, I'll squeeze the truth out of you. So. Mm, squeeze harder, buddy. Um, Anyway, the best is yet to come. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do we have that sound? No, bite? dang it. Well, right now we're, uh, we're full of sound effects. So I, I will say that Demon Wind gets this. Oh, man. But, you know, I, I have control with that. So, ha <laughs> Is there like a positive, uplifting sound, like like an audience saying, oh? Um, no, but I need to work like, on that, though. I bet, yeah, I bet you I can get that going for, for the next episode. So, yeah, well, I'll work on that. That'll be something we have for the next episode. So, hell yeah. Uh, there we go. We'll Everyone go. stay tuned for a uh, full house uh, yes. fucking soundbite. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that would be great alright all right, I got you I got you covered buddy. I got you covered well okay I think we've bantered enough and talked about shitty ass movies let's get to some good movies well I say good movies but you know some of them are great some of them are not so great we'll find out how we feel about that later and, and please 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 keep your thoughts to yourself Kevin I know you like to expound while you're doing kill counts but try to keep that real in a little bit buddy don't let your you don't don't uh, arrive too quickly so you know think about some baseball or grandmas <laughs> or something like that slow it down buddy slow it down I usually think of kitchen utensils there you go like some you know like corkscrews maybe well, corkscrews, mm. forks, sporks, if you will. Sporks are particularly Ooh. unsexy. They're probably one of the most uh, unsexy kitchen appliances, in my opinion. Like, uh, uh, of course, you know, hit us up <laughs> and let us know what you think kitchen appliance is the least sexy. <laughs> I like to rub my finger across the little tips at the top. It makes it kind of hard. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say wooden spoons are particularly unattractive, <laughs> but then again, you could use them to spank with so yeah well when i when i try to use them i get you know give me they give me wood in, in, the, in the worst way so uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good that was really fucking good i'm proud of you for that one i know you're just inflating my ego again but you know i appreciate that so i'm old and <laughs> my pill is sitting right here too if you if y'all hear that it's my pill so I can, oh shit i gotta take the later so okay well big boy that's right that's right okay i want to hear the kill counts we were talking about this earlier and you were telling me about all this stuff going on with that so I want to hear the definitive count, so let's get into that right fucking now. Okay, well, just so as a preface to this, everyone understands, this list gave me nearly an existential crisis. (laughs) Uh, So, pretty much within my counts... Uh, if you're a first-time listener, what I do, I go through every single movie that we talk about. I'll personally count the fi- count the kills in the films, and that's the numbers I come up with. <sighs> through 12 Friday the 13th films, there's a lot of misconstruedness. Um, needless to say, my counts pretty much came out a lot differently than a lot other lists that I see posted, but that's weird because this is my podcast and not those people's podcasts. So we're going to use my numbers. Exactly. You know, we're going to use my numbers exactly here. So. Um, I, I use flashback kills as long as it's not in a previous film. That's kind of where my numbers got mixed up. I use kind of, you know, let's say virtual reality kills. A lot of the people will get that. 
Then there's just kind of a lot of things that I have that some other people don't. So let's get started here. Um, it, very interestingly enough, spoiler alert, the original Friday the 13th is not the film with the least amount of kills. Ooh, interesting. All right. Yes. So I'm going to rank these between the f- – so number 12 is the film with the least amount of kills, and then number one is going to be the film with the most amount of kills. So in 12th with the least amount of kills is Friday the 13th Part 2 from Ooh, 1981. That's a surprise yes, actually. Hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Now the kill count for that one is only nine. Hmm. Now for the people watching, you don't necessarily see Jason get killed. Um, and that's kind of the difference between this and the first one is that the first one had, you see, um, Pamela Voorhees get killed. Mm -hmm. So, and well, spoiler alert, number 11 is Friday the 13th, 1980 from, uh, oh, I guess from 1980 has 10 kills, which is one more. And that's the, that's what makes up the difference. That's another thing that's fucked up with all those lists is that they only count kills done by Jason. I did complete kills, you know, cause there's some good kills in here that aren't only from Jason. You know, there's some really other good ones from the final girls and what have you. Uh, this leads us to number 10, Friday the 13th, part three from 1982. This film has 12 kills. Not that I'm surprised that a lot of these earlier Friday the 13th films had a small amount of kills. It's just my mind always kind of remembered the older films being more mayhem induced. I thought there was a lot more going on. Of course, rewatching them this week, uh, that's may or may not be the case. As we can see, is the first three films are in the last of the listing. Mm-hmm. However, interestingly enough, at number nine is Friday the 13th remake, reboot, what, whatever, uh, from 2009. This has 13 kills, which Perfect. they did on purpose because Friday the 13th, ho, 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 13 kills. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God, it's original. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that one really surprised me too, uh, that... You know, that one wasn't really absolutely just ripping at the seams with kills. Um, Of course, with this one being called the remake, it kind of gives me some qualms. Again, we'll talk about that later. Will it be in the first half or second half? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, Oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that, too. We're dividing this into two. So if you guys are confused that this is is called part one, it's because this video is going to be so GD long. (laughs) We had to divide it into two. Yeah. For our sake, for our sanity and yours. Exactly. All right. Number eight is Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. This film was released in 1984. There's 14 kills. Again, there's a lot I want to talk about that film too, but I got to wait until later. Number seven, interestingly enough, is Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood. Hmm. This one was released in 1988. This one has 16 kills. Again, a lot I want to say about that, but I'm going to try and hold all this off. Hold up. Pinch it. Uh, pinch, pinch the head, man. Pinch the head. <laughs> stings when you pitch it we already talked about this <laughs> sixth place is friday the 13th part six jason lives from 1986 well ooh, triple six is in there there you go satan this one this one has 18 kills it's 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 so crazy because i'm just throwing out all these huge numbers just nonchalantly but this is how many episodes have we done in this season now? Oh gosh, this is thir- this is oh this is thirteen. There's no way. There, hold on, let me. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta find out now that I said that. I'm like, ooh, is this number thirteen? Uh, dude, it is. Are you fucking shitting me? I am not fucking shitting wow. you. How do we work that out? That and, um, people, honestly, this is nothing. This is nothing we planned out. This is totally off the cuff. We just realized this. 
That's insane. Yeah, because we lined it up to have our second episode come out on the Friday the 13th. So we mm-hmm. that's how we scheduled this out. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's Very pretty cool. cool. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, what I was going to say with all these episodes we've done, it, your deal with such small numbers. You know, you get to the point with some of these films, uh, Slumber Party Massacre franchise, Sleepaway Camp franchise. Ten kills is a lot. Yeah. And here we are in the middle of the list and we're at 18. You know, so it's I love it, man. That's why I love these movies is that it's just people dying in creative ways. How can you go wrong? You can't. So there you go. All right. Uh, number five is Friday the 13th, part eight. Jason takes Manhattan released in 1989. This film has 20 kills. Again, we I'll reiterate a lot more on that one later. Part four or. I should say number four in this case. There's so many like numbers and then part numbers. So just yeah. just people bear with me here. You're good, man. You're good. <laughs> number four is Friday the 13th, part five, a uh, new beginning released in 1985. It has 22 kills. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Third place with the bronze trophy gets Freddy versus Jason from 2003. This one has 23 kills. My boy Fred stepping in there a little bit. Hell yeah. Which is actually very interesting because Freddie only killed one person in this film. That, we saw about that the other day. I was like, I didn't even yeah. realize that until someone said, I go, wow, you're right. Exactly right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, man. For, for Jason, okay, that we'll talk about that later. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. I just wanted to talk about these. Okay. Um, <laughs> second place is Jason Goes to Hell, which this was the dark horse of the entire listing for me. This is the one that really, really surprised me. Yep. Again, there's a couple scenes such as the diner scene where it's just, it's kind of six people killed out of nowhere. You know, a lot of those buffer situations. This one has 24 kills. Uh, mm. <laughs> who'd have thought? <laughs> and then first, but not least, or not last. Well, in this case, last, but first <laughs> at the same time. Last or first, yeah. <laughs> uh, what film did I not mention yet? Oh, gosh. Let me, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, part three? No. Oh, shoot. Um, I'm old, dude. I'm uh, Alzheimer's kicked in. Tell me. <laughs> Jason X. Oh, Mr. Oh, X. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. 2001. This film has 25 kills. By my count, again, I, I counted the two virtual rea- reality girls because uh, it was a pretty a con- iconic part of the movie, and it's a really good time. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, suck it, other lists, because this <laughs> one's mine. All right? right. Exactly. And so, with my list topping out at 206 people, man. Wow. 206. Now, as I'm putting this list together, you can understand my problems in my depression. When I started looking up how many people had on these lists, a lot of people had 146. Mm, That's not good. Uh, Yes, and that made me really upset because I don't like being different. Well, Mm. I do, but I don't. With that, I I get it. Yes, and people aren't counting kills not from Jason in those lists. Those are just how many people Jason killed. Of course, like I said, I do the flashbacks. I do when Jason gets killed and all this and that. So my number's 206 through 12 films. That's 17.1 kills per film. They're, they were really packing it in. Uh, again, my favorite horror franchise of all time. These are some mm-hmm. of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. To be able to talk about these with you, my friend, it, <laughs> it means a lot. This yep. is like Christmas morning to me. I'm just really <laughs> stoked to be getting into this. This is going to be a really great episode. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, and, you know, coming up on this episode, I was just like, man, I can't wait to hear what you have to say because, you know, we talked about this before, you know, when we 
hung out in Kansas City and uh, back in Cincy and also in Indiana. We talked about Friday the 13th a lot. And you have all these amazing thoughts. So I was like, I can't wait for everyone to hear what I've heard, plus what stuff you haven't said that you haven't really been in the right setting to say. So, yeah, this this is going to be so much fun. It's already been so much fun just getting into this, the first parts of this. So, And one thing I wanted to bring up before we move on from the co-counts, I think it's Kane Hodder, of course. Kane Hodder plays Jason Voorhees in Part 7, 8, Jason Goes to Hell, and Jason X. Is that right? Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, because you know, Ken Herzinger plays him in 11, I think, or the Freddy vs. Jason. But I think people, someone said that Kane Hodder has killed more people on the screen than anyone, like, ever. Is that not right? J- Yes, but John Wick technically. Oh, that's Keanu right. Well, okay, Wick. horror wise, like horror related. Yes, horror, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that John Wick is fucking amazing. He gives me like the action stiffy. So, um, hell yeah, uh, brother. Also, but you know, because Kane Hodder also played Victor Crowley in the Hatchet films, yes. and of course those those we actually had a whole episode on. So if you want to know about those kill counts and all of the insanity and mayhem that ensued in the franchise and check out that episode. Yeah. Go back. We have a, we have a whole first season that we uh, broke down all the genres too. We did top fives of all the different genres and horror. So if you like that kind of stuff, go check all those out as well. So, and we find us on all the different podcast catchers and, you know, Apple and uh, Google like that. So go find us wherever you like to, to listen to podcasts and check us out, man, because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about and we love to talk. We have diarrhea of the mouth all the time. So, all the time. All the time. So <laughs> not just some of the time, all the time. But um, anyway, all right. I think we've we've delayed this enough. You know, we delayed the gratification enough. I think it's time to blow our load. So, um, <laughs> but let's fucking do it, brother. <laughs> but before we get into the good films, there is always one film in every franchise, and I think was, everyone has this. They go ah. Or they go, Ugh. you know, like it's just like I just don't like this film in this franchise. I wish they would just exclude it. So. I can't wait to hear what yours is, man. I'm so excited to find out which one you hate or what you don't like. I shouldn't say hate that you don't like the most. So let's just get into that right now. Hey, kids. It's time for our shit pick of the week. So honestly, this is probably going to be the only portion of my list that doesn't surprise anybody mm. this has got to go to jason goes to hell dude, bingo mine too dude <laughs> this movie sucks oh, <laughs> no i i know you despise this film as well mm. i believe we've talked about this film and how much we've disliked it i've it's grown on me i don't dislike this movie i think it's a it's a decent movie it's just not a friday the 13th movie it's not a jason Voorhees movie mm. This feels like a movie that was just kind of written in as a cash grab. True. Like written into the Friday the 13th franchise to kind of benefit off the Jason Voorhees character. It it just – it doesn't feel proportionate to the rest of the series as is the new Leatherface film and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It's like they just changed some characters and then they're like, oh, this is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie or oh, this is a Friday the 13th film. You know, Um, it's just – this one is – it's not that it's stale. It's just you want Jason. I don't – I want Jason killing people. I don't want these people who are inhabited with Jason's soul making out with other people to transfer said soul. Yeah. Like that's just not my thing, especially when that one cop was strapped down naked to on, on a table. Yeah, that's – And he's getting shaved. Mm-hmm. He was – Wes, he was getting shaved, yeah. dude. Jason Voorhees doesn't shave people. Why? He just kills people. Why? Because it's, like, it, can you? That's why I hate this movie because they break a, make breaks so much away from 
what canon is. I'm like, okay, you take other movies, I won't say which ones, other movies kind of, you know, they, they tiptoe that line, but they still lean on the side of Jason Voorhees. This movie takes Jason Voorhees and changes him completely. They add a an aspect from another franchise, Halloween, and bringing in a man in black type thing, which I'm like, that's never been a thing in any Jason film ever. And they try to give him a whole backstory, which we already have his backstory. We don't need anything other than the fact that he drowned as a kid and then came back. They try to give like the history of who his dad was. And I'm like, I don't care. You're taking something that's so simple and so can be so fantastic and fucking it all up. And I hated it. My dude was getting shaved. <laughs> what, like, can, can you, like, I, that scene just n- never made sense to me. Like, do you have any idea why he was getting shaved? No. Strapped down and shaved. There's no, there's no explanation for it, dude. Seriously. All right. Well, on that note, we're moving on. Yes. Uh, so the appearance of Jason in this film, you only see him in the first eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually counted where it was until he's, his ass got blown up. Yeah, blown up. <laughs> and that's a cool part, actually. I like, do like that part. Yeah, it is actually kind of badass mm-hmm. how that worked out. Well, so you only see him for the eight minutes, the appearance of Jason, uh, the way he looks. His head is all fucked up. I, <laughs> he's all bloated yeah. and shit, yeah. Yeah, dude, he kind of looks like a giant genital wart, you know, like. <laughs> oh, shit. Just, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold it back up to stop for a second. How do you yes. know what it looks like, man? Uh. <clears throat> Moving on. Did I give you one? I'm sorry, dude. I apologize, man. I didn't mean to give you that. Seriously. Several, dude. dude. But he's he's all bulbous and inflamed, and he's willing to attack anyone that is sexually active within the area, yeah, as yeah. would genital warts. Yes. So it, it all makes sense. He's that's Jason in this film is a genital wart. You know, take it or leave it. I hope if you're listening now, every time you see that film, you look at his head and you just think of him growing off of a body. You're welcome. <laughs> off, of, off of like a ball sack or something. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he almost looks like an inflamed ball sack too. Like it's different things, but yeah, it's. Yeah, dude. He just looks gross and grimy. I mean. I, I used to have a mask of the Jason, uh, the uh, Jason Goes to Hell mask. And it was up close and it was like, the, it was like a little bit of the hair stuck on it and stuff. It was gross, dude. Mm-hmm. It was fucking disgusting. Right, right. I mean, yeah. What, what, a, the, a, it's just. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a fan of the way he looks in the first eight minutes. It's just, yeah, I'm not either. But but it's it is yeah. better than him going into someone else's body and just being a person. So I, you know, if I have to choose between you know, the bloated ball sack Jason or just a person Jason, <laughs> I'm going with the bloated ball sack every time. So, oh yeah, well, no doubt, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But I do like the way that it kind of it it it, it this this one's very tropey, and I like, I like tropey slasher films because. They almost poke fun at themselves, which they do in this one big time because it has the girl, you know, driving down the road and she gets into the, the cabin and she goes upstairs. She gets naked and gets in the shower and then lights go out and they go, oh, fuck, here we go, you know, and then she chases her. So, you know, it's the same old, same old you think. And then all of a sudden, you know, fucking lights come on and all these cops come out and just blow them to fuck, you know. So we're like, oh, hell yeah, you know, here's something really cool, you know. Uh, and you think, okay, well, he's dead. Now what are they going to do? Oh, well, let's take him to the morgue and have, you know uh, – uh, was it uh, George Washington Carver or whatever? What the fuck is his name in uh, Rocky? George Washington Carver. No, Duke. George Washington Duke. Just uh, you know, whatever his name is in uh, Rocky Five. But uh, he, he eats his heart and then like goes around. I mean, it was just weird. It was just the whole movie. as all corners do. Yeah, yeah. All corners like to have a bite of their of the you know the people's hearts that they're cutting open. So you know that's just the way it goes. But, but and, and yeah. Kane Hodder has a uh, an appearance in this movie as well. 
Yes, is one of the security guards. And he gets killed and he's up against the wall like, oh, oh you know. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool to like see him not in character. Yes. And it's, it's you know, we've, seen, we've both seen him in person. You're like, have you met him already in person? No, uh, yeah. I've only seen him. Yeah, because we both saw him at uh, Kansas City for just a few minutes. Uh, big dude. Really big dude. I mean, that neck is thick as fuck. I mean <laughs> – it would take it would take at least like twenty five hacks with an axe to get through that thing. So, um, at least at least. So, but yeah, Kane, you you the man. So, uh, although you're not my favorite Jason, just to be forthright, I'll just say that right out flat. Uh, but he's still a cool guy, and I do hey, love the movie. Mine neither. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I we'll get into it. We'll get once we get in more into his movies, yes. we'll talk more about it. But yeah, I won't go too far into it. But yeah, he's not my favorite. But but he's not bad. He's not. He's it's not bad. So yeah. Anyway, now uh, I have a question. Do you think this is a bad movie with putting the whole Friday the 13th to the side? Would you like this if it was named something else? No, I would not. And I know you like it. I know. I just don't. I just think the whole movie is, it doesn't flow right. Uh, The story is very convoluted. Uh, It's so far. It's more like a sci-fi film than anything. And I just, that's sci-fi has little to do with this franchise. Now, Jason X, of course, goes in that direction. But they, it's more of a horror comedy than it is. This takes it very serious. And if it was yeah. more, if it was more funny, I probably would. But it just doesn't, so I just can't. I can't give it the pass. Yeah, that's very true. And I always kind of like associate this one with the Halloween three, you know, thing, the season of the witch, where of course there's as much Michael Myers in that film as body hair that I had at age eleven, which was not a goddamn speck. <laughs> so, yeah. oh my god, people dude. hate people hate Jason Goes to Hell, and people hate. Halloween three season of the witch because it's not what the franchise is. But of course, knowing the backstory of the Halloween series, again, we talked about all that. Check out that episode. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at least Halloween three has a reason for being like that. This just had, like you said, it was a cash grab. So it's like, and I hate cash grabs. I hate fucking hate that. Like scream five. They're pitching that idea right now. And I am livid livid over this so i'm like you know what just because you, you ain't wanna, having it dude no way at all i'm like fuck that i you know we'll see what happens i'm not gonna jump the gun too fast but at the same point anything that's a cash grab you know like right off the bat this is not what is meant to be this is not meant to be in this franchise and i guess that jason goes to hell just was not that for me at all like it's and and the point is like at the end of that movie he goes to hell but of course you have the whole end part when you see the hand freddie's hand come out and grab you know the mask but then it goes rather than go right into to Jason, you know, Freddy versus Jason. It goes into Jason X, which is to me, it's a totally different like time trajectory because oh, yeah. you can't take that. It doesn't work out. It just doesn't pan out. So to say that it's, it's not a because honestly, you could take Jason X straight from Part Seven. Technically, you can't take it from Part Eight because what happens in Part Eight we'll talk about it later. But like, you could still take that from another previous movie and leave right into it. But like Jason goes to hell, you can't take that from anywhere, leads anywhere else. Um, kind of with Manhattan as well. You, can, yeah, well, I guess Manhattan leads into it, but then it kind of ends it off. But uh, and those are the continuity things that I can't like about this franchise. Is it, it does a really good job most of the time, but sometimes it just eh, kind of fucks it Do up. Do you know why that why um, the whole Freddy's hand grabbing him, and then they come they they came out with Jason X instead of Freddy versus Jason first? Yeah, wasn't it the whole rights issue with uh, New Line and? Uh, Paramount was a Paramount. This was actually right, kind of yeah, because they both New Line had uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street, and Paramount had Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Well, there was always that. So they, however, already agreed to be in it. They 
to have Freddy's likeness in Jason Goes to Hell, they already reached an agreement. Okay. But they had to, they had to write a script. They had to write, you know, they had to hire a director, casting, f- film the goddamn movie. So they had a complete other group of people make Jason X to kind of keep the hype alive. You know, let's come out with another Jason, actual Jason Voorhees movie, not just a a movie that has him for the first eight minutes. Right. They wanted people to get excited about the character again. So that's why they came up with Jason X to, you know, amp up that excitement. And then of course that tided people over for them to figure out everything behind the scenes, get everything all worked out, filmed, and then get Freddy versus Jason out just two years later, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. It's a great time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great time. Great time. <laughs> but like, well, I'll tell you one. I think, I think this franchise is okay. You're talking about Friday the 13th, Elm Street, Halloween, Scream, and, and really, Scream can be added into those because it is a brand new type of thing. Plus, it only has four in the entry so in, in the franchise so far. But let's just let's exclude that. Let's just say, you know, Jason, Michael, and Freddy. Out of those three franchises, I think Friday Thirteenth does it the best in the fact that I think Nightmare on Elm has the best continuity, but I think Friday Thirteenth has like the best entries in the series as a whole. Um, Halloween to me breaks off too many times. It does to me things that are just like, what the fuck? I don't understand this. Uh, I think, I think Jason Voorhees has a, like the mask even shows it as it goes along of how it leads from each movie, you know, and kind of has that, you know, you kind of know what's going on and you kind of connect with, with Jason, the character as well. But uh, it's just my opinion, but I, and I think you agree. So. Yeah. Do you know what's pretty crazy though? Speaking of continuity and whatnot. Do tell. All these films are, you know, it's like, Oh, Jason Voorhees killing camp counselors. Like, that's the whole thing. You know, camp counselors getting killed, whatnot. They killed, they they let him drown this and that. There's only three films in this franchise that involve counselors. True. Very true. Which is pretty crazy to yeah, me. But they make it make sense of why he doesn't kill them anymore. Like, like they kind of, like, true. because it, you know, I really don't miss that part of it because they introduce a storyline that I actually can get on board with, unlike Halloween, where they try to change his entire history and retell it. They don't really do that. Yeah. Well. Like I said, they did it with Jason goes to hell. But other than that, I think it's it's pretty much a you know a progression, a growing of Jason. You know, uh, not in his pants, but with the movies. And uh, well, that too, that too. Yeah, I grow my pants when I see him. But other than that, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so that's just my thoughts on this. But uh, I think I'm ready to get into some good films in this series. So, what do you think, buddy? You want you want to tackle this? Yes, let me just uh, call out some uh, oh, facts here. Go ahead, for yeah, you yeah, go ahead, man. Real quick. Sorry about that. I, I, yeah, I apologize for that. I, I knew that was coming, and I just got excited. My, <laughs> I, my, my load blew, and I'm trying to clean myself up. So while I'm doing that, you take it away. All right. So technically, again, we were talking about the rights issues. The reason behind the title being Jason Goes to Hell and not Friday the 13th Part 9 was because this is the first Jason Voorhees film released under New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the first eight films were through Paramount. Paramount, excuse me. Um, of course, New Line also owned Nightmare on Elm Street, so that's why they could use Freddy's likeness in this film, but they couldn't use the name, right. which is it, it, all that mumbo jumbo is just so dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the original title of the film, when they were first working on it, they didn't know the rights issues that much. They didn't know they could use the name. Was going to be Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine: The Dark Heart of Jason Voorhees. Now that just rolls off the goddamn tongue. I mean, I like that. Uh, though. I kind of like that. Do you? I think I just kind of like the Jason Goes to Hell thing better, but I kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I, kind of pokey. I like both, but I, th- I think that it just kind of gives it more intrigue and more mystique around it. So I don't know. That's just me. So. 
<laughs> and then just two little things here. There's a Necronomicon sighting yes. in the film around 54 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the heart prop, Jason's heart in the film, the black heart, the smoke, smoked out fucking lung heart. Mm -hmm. That was used as a prop on From Dusk, Dusk Till Dawn in 1996 as Monkey Man's heart. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the more you know. That That's all I really got for that one. You, you don't have one more? Really? Um, Stephen Culp, who was in this film, played Rex Vandekamp in Desperate Housewives. That's not what I was talking about. I don't think we did. What's the other thing? The other thing is, is that the arm <laughs> that you see comes out of the ground that has the Freddy glove on. Who who wore that glove for that scene? Oh, fuck. I feel like I should know that. And that kind of oh, that was Kane Hodder, wasn't it? There you go. That's okay. that was his arm. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I was like, yeah. Cause I was thinking, I'm waiting for that. I was like, I didn't say that one. So, well, that's okay. <laughs> I'll give you a pass. You have a lot. You had a lot to, to, to worry about with this franchise. So I'll give you a pass on that. So oh, yeah. that's a small one. So. Thank you. Well, yeah, you're welcome, sir. All right. I think it's time. So time. everyone grab your hockey masks and your uh, machetes and let's get into our first actual good movie in this franchise. Are you ready? I'm ready, buddy. Let's do it. Boy, is he dead too? And I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. Goody camp blood, ain't ya? It's got a death curse. It's showtime! Eleven. Hey, you want a beer? Or do you want to smoke some pot? Or we can have premarital sex. We love premarital sex. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. Holy fuck, dude! That was some masterful <laughs> work, man. Everyone, everyone, put your hands together. Wow! I'm glad you like that. I'm glad you like it. It was a little bit long, but I thought, you know what? This this deserves a, a long one. <laughs> so <it's funny. laughs> they always say the longer the better. Am I right? That's right. <laughs> it's hard to respot, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So here we are, man. Number 11. One from the last film. So technically, <laughs> being one from the last is not really a doting honor. Uh, you know, it's – it. okay. So let me just put this out there. I love all of these movies, right? Mm, right. Uh, it's just my favorite franchise. Again, I'm not going to fucking say that every three minutes like I have been. But this particular film is just kind of upon a rewatch. It just didn't really strike too much bells with me. And as far as I'm concerned, I think I'm in the majority of people in this opinion. I've got Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Dude, are you kidding me? Yeah? That's that me. <laughs> oh, Dude. shit. Okay, two well, here we two, go. Man. So within... Yeah, within our 12 film countdown, our shit pick and our number 11th pick are uh This is crazy. I, I even wow, said, I was okay. like, what if our, our, our lists line up? And you're like, oh, that'd be crazy. This oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously, I'll, I'll do something crazy. I'll figure it out. I'll go streaking or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. With this ending up being our 13th episode, who knows what magical mysteries might ensue. Well, 13 is my favorite number, too. So that, you know, that also goes with that. So <gasps> mine, too. Oh, my God, dude. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the chills there. Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's hear your thoughts on part uh, part eight. Yeah. All right. So uh, I really wish we had that but um tis 
noise because uh, this would work perfectly up for what I'm about to say. <laughs> I have this lined up, right? So it's like, oh, Jason takes Manhattan. More like Jason takes a boat in Canada, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> this film is literally just on a boat. Now, yeah. that is not a negative thing to me. I really enjoyed it. It was different. There was all these different rooms that could provide great kills. The disco scene was great. The the sauna room was tits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, there's a lot of cool, fun things, but it's just, this movie was marketed as Jason taking Manhattan. Yep. How long are they in Manhattan for? Maybe like, maybe like, minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And most of that was filmed in Vancouver. So that's where the Canada part came from mm-hmm. because a lot of that was filmed in Vancouver. Of course, there was a couple scenes that actually had to be filmed in Manhattan, such as the Times Square portion right. and this and that. And Kane Hunter said that that was his favorite part of, ever playing Jason was being able to dress up as him at Times Square. Yes. Uh, and of course you can imagine the whole, the hilarity and absurdity that would come from that with everybody looking and, you know, Ooh, a, a movie's being made over there, Marty, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, it's <laughs> Marty. <laughs> was Jennifer there? <laughs> hey, you fans will get that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it's, uh, this film should be called, you know, Jason takes Canada. So, uh, it, you know, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this movie to me, it's not bad, but it's just not good. Yeah. Like I said, it, it the, the name totally, even like the trailer, I remember the trailer, watching the trailer as a kid. Because this, okay, let me back up a second. This was the very first, like, slasher film I ever watched. And it, well, technically, I say that technically, because Psycho, people say Psycho is a slasher movie, which it is. Um, but like, I'm, I'm you know, like, the, like the horror icons, Jason, Freddy, Michael, like that. This is the first one of those that I ever saw. Uh, my dad showed it to me when I was about like 11 or 12, I think. It was around that time, 11. And it freaked me out. Every night I went to sleep, I saw Jason walking down the hallway toward me and it freaked me out every night. But anyway, that's maybe here and there. Um, but I have very fond memories of this movie. So I think nostalgia has a lot to do with what I think about this film. But like I said, it's not a great film, uh, but it's it does have its moments. Like you said, the kills are kind of fantastic. Um, the characters are great. Like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when the boxer and Jason are on top of the roof and they're, going at it like that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie um because it's just so not out of character but you kind of see a glimpse of like jason going all right bitch let's let's see what you got you know type thing and um because he never does oh, he yeah. just fucking kills you so so but it wasn't out of character in the fact that for him just sitting back for a second and waiting because he does it in a lot of other movies which that's that's what I'm saying. It's part it's it's part of the canon that we call jason Voorhees, and that's why i don't think it's out of character so i digress yeah. Uh, well, if another thing we have in common is this was the first Friday the 13th film I've seen as well. <laughs> really? Yes, yes. Um, I was seven. All right. Okay. Picture this it's a little seven year old Kevin. I don't know what I was dressed up as. I My memory recedes as I age, just like my hairline. What up? Uh, <laughs> what's, back? what's back? Yeah. I was at a, I went to a Halloween party and this was. It was my sister's friend's Halloween party. I was seven, and this was playing on in the background. And, you know, everyone, of course, is just doing their own thing. And I'm like, hold up. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, this. I'm very intrigued. So I'm sitting there watching it. And as you could imagine, you know, just being completely enveloped in this. I've never seen anything like this before. And I just was completely smitten with it. I was completely antisocial. That was until the cupcakes came out. You know, seven-year-old mm-hmm. me. Sorry, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I'm going to pick cupcakes over you anytime at seven, all right? Uh, you know, I'm sure that was good for my childhood development that I preferred cupcakes over murdering teenagers. I mean, you know, 
if I preferred murdering teenagers over cupcakes at age seven, then that there might be something to look out for, you know, whether it be a couple animal killings in my locker or, yeah. you know, you know, a little gets a little hairy there. So thankfully I chose the cupcakes. Or killing teenagers with cupcakes. You can do that too. So Holy shit. I never even thought of that. You know, because they do cool. have the paper on the bottom. Yep. You could or just, easily choke on that, no doubt. Yeah, or you just shove that thing down their throat so far. You know, was it like was it the burning? No, it's, no was, is it the burning that he the lady shoves her arm down the guy's throat? Or is that uh, just before? No, no, that's just before dawn. Just before dawn. Oh yeah, but, you said that turned you on. That was very interesting. I learned a lot they, about you that day. Yes, to go back and listen to our live show, our first live episode in uh, Kansas City. Yeah, that was uh yeah, interesting. That was our first. That was the first slasher non franchise slasher show. Yeah, yeah, so, that was our uh, our top ten favorite non slasher films. No, it's 20. twenty. Non-franchise was 20. slasher film. Oh shit, we did twenty. Well, it was ten. I guess it was ten, but it was twenty. Yeah, twenty total. Yeah, oh. yeah. So yeah, you're right. Top ten. You're right. You're right. But uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you could definitely choke a teenager with a cupcake. Just shove it down their throat like that. To be, you know, just badass. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Throw a razor in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do a little uh, Night of the Demons action. So yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but, uh, yeah. It's something I wanted to mention real quick. The, yeah, this film feels gritty and greasy and sleazy. And, and my boy Jason looks like he just came out of an episode of uh, Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes. Dare, uh, double dare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, any of those. Everyone's always getting slimed in all those shows. He just oh, – yeah. it, it, this film just feels very New York. For yes. a film that wasn't really filmed in New York, you know, it's very weird. It's just got that sleaziness, you know, that grittiness that a lot of those – that 80s New York had. If you live in New York, I'm sorry, but I'm going to call you a little sleazy. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I know, I'm I know sorry. Someone is, I know someone that's kind of bummed right now. Uh, Jenna, we apologize. We, we really do apologize. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm just a hick from Ohio that you know, never has been there, so – Change my mind, you know. Sh- show me, show me the valleys and and the beautiful scenery and the parks you guys have. Because I'm I'm down, I'm down. You know, show me what you got. It's there, it's there. It's just it's kind of hidden. It's there. You got to cut through all the bullshit, just like anywhere else, I guess. But there's New York City is the place where bullshit was born. So I guess that is that's very accurate. So exactly. But it is what it is. But like I said, back to this movie for a minute. We keep going on little tangents, but which is which we knew was going to happen anyway. So it is what it is. Oh no doubt. But like with this movie, like it's uh, there's a few scenes where I guess like the the older, you know, like the what is it like the headmaster or like the I don't know what the, the fuck he is. Yeah, the yeah. uncle. Was he wait, like is he's like a head of a school because they're like a school trip? So it's like he's like the dean or the, I don't know what the fuck he is. He's a bitch, is what he is. He's a bastard man but like he all he keeps saying it's oh it's not jason Voorhees, it's just you know whatever's going on whatever's going on he keeps trying to throw it off you know and there's so many obvious things that happen that you're like yeah this is really fucked up this even it's not if it's not jason something fucked up's going on here he keeps oh it's fine it's fine so when you finally see him get dunked in that vat of green goo at the end of the movie by jason Voorhees, that's one of the most satisfying things i've ever seen in my life i was like ah it was like a good release you know so Thank you, Jason, for letting me, you know, do my business in my, <laughs> release in my pants while I watch you do that to that guy. So it was, it was, and it was like a, it was like a stand up 69. So, I mean, go, go figure on that. So, yeah, well, um, well seven year old me watching this movie knew nothing about releases. So I, I was just like, oh, cool. Really? <laughs> that was my opinion. Re- re- really seven years know, old. Remember releases at seven? Did I, I, I knew about them. Maybe I just didn't, you know, release that early, but I was definitely aware of what happened, you know, with alone time and, you know, Bathing suit areas, so I don't know. Hmm. I'll I mean, be damned. 
Just so you know, I'm old as fuck. So you know, masturbation's been around <laughs> almost as long as I have. So. Centuries, <laughs> decades, but one centuries upon millenniums. <laughs> anyway, off the masturbation thing for a minute. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, and that, the part that kind of takes him away from this movie, that kind of takes me away just a little bit, is the fact that like you know it shows how he took her out on the boat and made her swim. And then Jason tries to pull her down and it, it kind of got me a little bit, but I'm like, it just didn't fit well. I don't know. It just kind of gave her too much of a connection to Jason that I didn't like the main final girl, I guess. But like, I don't know. It is what it is. It, it was all right. Yeah. I didn't like any of those like kids scenes. Like yeah. where Jason was, was a child and it just didn't fit. It felt like they were trying to do something else with it. And you mentioned mm-hmm. the final girl. She's my least favorite final girl out of the franchise. She's just very, like, kind of dry and stale and isn't really exciting. Yeah, there's just not really much going on with her. She's just kind of really shy and quiet. Um, And and she never really takes him on, you know? She never does anything. She just, like, runs from him the whole time, which is kind of your whole thing with Jamie Lee Curtis versus Nev Campbell. Jamie Lee Curtis just ran pretty much. (laughs) I was going to say that, too. I was like, like, that's exactly a good point because, yeah, she just, just runs, man. That's not a final girl. That's just a scared girl, so... Through that girl. You want to hear some facts on this one? Yeah, real fast before we go. What do you think about the ending, about how he kind of goes back to being a kid? What do you What do you think about that? I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it either. It just doesn't fit at all. So, And the the whole unmasked Jason look, I, he just looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't work. It just, it, that whole movie just – it started off promising and then it fell flat like really, really fast. So – yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just wanted to find out your thoughts on that ending before we moved on. So, yeah, not a huge fan. All right. Well, let's get into some facts here, brother. Lay it on us. All right. So, uh, we mentioned this man earlier, Ken Kersinger, who played, uh, shit, I almost said Freddy. Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason, re- released in 2003. He's in this film. Is he? He was a stunt double pretty much for Kane Hodder. Oh. Uh, Jason. And he was actually you see him in human form as he's like in the diner i don't know if he fucking worked there or what but oh, that he's was thrown him? against the mirror yeah uh, okay okay now it makes sense okay i was like he looks familiar it's gonna play okay there we go now it's all making sense now okay yeah totes and uh another one here i got is actress charlene martin now i can't remember which character she is she plays the really bitchy one who draws like the diaphragm diagram on her body and the, oh yeah yeah okay i'm trying to ram really ram it home and she she, she has that nude scene well mm. she was very nervous to do that nude sh- scene as we all are you know when we have to pretend like we're taking a shower on a film right before we get killed by a mass serial killer um every time so director of the film rob hedden he was like you know what i'm gonna be one of the actor i'm gonna be an actor's director i'm gonna be one of the guys so what he does is he just completely strips butt ass naked okay gets in the shower and shows her Uh just kind of like you know like oh it's funny the director's naked you know like oh see you have nothing to be worried about i totally get the sentiment he didn't bank on the cameras being on (laughs) oh shit and it showing up at the dailies the next day and uh so yeah that was kind of a a, th- a thing they were like why is our director naked on set <laughs> <laughs> that is good dude that's hilarious oh my god yeah that very that's that's pretty much all i got for that one man i also had that 
despite taking place in Manhattan, the film was filmed in Vancouver, but we already talked about that multiple times. So uh, yep. we can go ahead and carry on. Yep. Yep. Well, good deal. Um, all right. I think, I think I'm going to wrap that up. So let's move on to our number 10. Boy, is he dead too? And I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voice, an old friend of the Christie's. Could he have blood, ain't you? It's got a death curse. It's showtime. Ten. Hey, you want a beer? Or do you want to smoke some pot? Or we can have premarital sex. We love premarital sex. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. All right, your boy is ready to split some hairs. Ooh, I, I don't think we're going to share this pick, but I, I'll just, I, we'll just, I'll just stop there. But yeah, what do you, what do you have for number ten, sir? I can't wait to hear this. Friday the Thirteenth, Part Six. Oh, Jason lives. What? Yep. Wow, dude. Yep, I know. So I told you I was going to split some hairs. Oh, wow. Yeah, you split my hair right into my last hair right into <laughs> my last hair. Wow. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. I just don't really have fun with this one. It it <sighs> breaks the stereotype of Friday the 13th films. Mm. Not only in the fact that there's actually children at the camp. There's only four camp counselors. There's mm. they they really hammer the horror comedy in this one. This this is a horror comedy film. It, it, a lot of the deaths are hokey deaths. A guy gets pushed up against a tree. Oh, there's a blood splattered <laughs> smiley face. Like I, I just don't get that. I don't. I don't get it. Oh man. But uh, again, I reiterate the fact that I really like all these movies. It's a shame that this has to be at the end of my list. In regards to all of the other films that I have to put ahead of it, but when it came down to it, when I watched all these films, I just kind of watched this one. I just wasn't a fan. Half the film is inside the sheriff's office with Tommy Jarvis being in a cell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the humor, I mean, it is pretty funny, but it, it just falls flat for me. That's not what I want out of a Friday the 13th movie. Now don't get me wrong. Again, it doesn't make it a bad movie. It just doesn't make it a film that I particularly would want so, I mean, uh, that's uh, there's really not a lot to say. I'm just, I'm floored. I'm floored, man. I just don't understand that at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I knew you would be. Yeah, I'm not going to say much about this one because you know I got some more thoughts on it later on. But I'm just going to say that you're right. It does break the, uh, you know, the stereotypical Friday the 13th film uh, in more than one way. But... I don't know. It's just, it's not one of those ones that I think is one of the worst. It's just not. I think it's just, it, this is just not one of those films that I, I look at it and go, ah, it's not like what I wanted out of the film. Like, I'm like, this is kind of what I've expected, you know, halfway through this, this series, especially, you know, I guess going into it from the original standpoint of when it came out after part five, I would have been like, ah, you know, it's not the same what I'm used to. But now that we're all past that, Looking back in retrospective, I really think this is one of those that's a good entry in the series. Um, so, but I, I do understand why you say that, though. I'm, I'm not. It's a shock, but I do after you explain it, I do understand where you're coming from. So I can't really fault you for that. But like you said, you love all these films, so that's why I give you a pass on any of these films toward the bottom of your list because you do love this film as itself. You just don't like it as well as others. So yeah, yes, it's all good. Exactly, and I'm, I I knew that that after rewatching this one, I was like. 
Wes loves this one. Yeah. I knew that immediately because you're a huge fan of that whole self-aware thing, the whole Scream thing. Yep. There's some facts about this film involving Scream, actually, that I will tell you kind of at the end of whatever I'm done talking about a lot that I have to say here. I think that C.J. Graham plays a really good Jason Voorhees. I agree. I love the feeling of this film. It's very kind of like a gothic horror f- a feel. It, it it has some tension, and it, it, it's it's not... It feels more than a Friday the 13th film, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And, and unfortunately for me, when I put on a Friday the 13th movie, I just want to see people killed in crazy ways. And a lot of these kills are just off screen. A lot of them are cut so heavily in post-production that you can't really tell what's going on. True. That's true. And there's a lot there's a lot that we miss out on because of that. And again, I'm a, I'm a gore hound. I love seeing the deaths. I love the messed up death, the better, most creative, inventive, if you will. I'm just a fan of that. And this film focused more on storytelling. And who would have thought that that would be a deterrent in my mind, you know? <laughs> this film has more. This film is higher up echelon. This film is more, has more class. There's no nudity in this movie. No, there's not. It's the only Friday the 13th film with no nudity. No. Again, there's a sex scene, but you don't see anything. Right, right, right. and that does kind of take away. Yeah, I, I got to you know applaud the director on that, and it, it's a really well-made movie. And if you don't like Friday the 13th movies, this is probably one that you might like. Yeah. If you gave it a shot. I, I that's going to say that if, if there's one that's going to pull someone in now, it's going to be part six. That's just my opinion. Because like I said, it doesn't have a lot of, there's no duty in it. There's no, you know, a lot of gore. There's some good kills. There's some funny parts, you know? So I think definitely it's one of those that will get someone to really enjoy this franchise and kind of make them want to watch more. So yeah, I fully agree with that. So yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's all I really got to say about that. Should I throw out my facts now or when you talk about it? I do it, do it now, do it now. Alrighty. Okay, let's break into this, huh? So, Jason was originally casted by a different person. Mm. So, the scene, the paintball scene with, like, the four business people that go paintballing, that scene is completely done by a different person playing Jason. Originally, he was played by a man named Dan Bradley. He did those scenes, and there was, like, a couple other, like, moments he's he is in the film well, that scene was the first film they shot for the movie. So once they kind of brought it back, the head, the head honchos and executives and all that, they thought he was too fat. So, oh, my God. Fat-ass Jason. Yeah, they, they said he was, quote-unquote, too bulky. And so, of course, that's where C.J. Graham came along. He had a lot more kind of a toned build, a lot more kind of taller and thinner mm-hmm. and stronger. And so that's kind of where they went with that. They gave Bradley the boot and – Put in CJ Graham. No, that would really suck to be that guy. Oh, totally. But yeah, but, but here's the screw up part. Like the next, the next part has Kane Hodder, which is short and stocky. So it's like exactly pushed it off a, a film. So yeah, so that's funny how it works out sometimes. And speaking of being cut from a film, Melanie Kinnaman, who played Pam from Part Five, the previous entry, was hired and signed to be in this film yeah. to reprise her role as Pam, but. She was eventually cut because they decided to kind of scrap that storyline, anything to do with part five, and go in a new direction with the whole Tommy Jarvis right. thing. And that's that that has to suck again. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the fact that they did that because, if, like you said, it wasn't a direct sequel to five, but it, it but it, like you know, like I said, with like Halloween or with like um, 
I'm trying to think of another franchise that does that, but like they didn't go too off the rails. Like it still stayed within that canon with the Tommy Jarvis thing and how you kind of was like, all right, you know, I'm going to get rid of Jason once and for all, you know, this is it. I'm done with him, you know? So it's like, it kind of took you back to part four. So it, it, it the, the jumping around works for me on a lot of these films because it all makes sense. It's not too convoluted. Yeah. You know, if they'd gone way off the rails, I'm like, all right, this is getting fucked up. This is, this is Halloween. I know I'm going to let Halloween a lot of hell here. And I know people they hate me for that, but really take a look at these two franchises, especially Halloween and Friday the 13th and see how they progress. And see how they call back things and see which one does it better. And I guarantee you, you're going to find that Friday the 13th does it better. Just just saying. Hands off to the side. Couldn't agree more. Saying. So send all hate mail to Kevin. At- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take it because I feel the same way. <laughs> anyway, so I just, I just let him bring that up. So. What else you got? All right. And I just I just got that one last tidbit here involving Scream. Hmm. This is your bread Lead, and butter here. Late on me. So the director of this film, Tom McLaughlin, he did a couple of other uh, 80s hits. Uh, again, I'm, I don't have that written down, so I don't remember. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He was approached to direct Scream. Really? In the mid-1990s. Hmm. It didn't pan out whether he turned it down or they decided to go to Wes Craven instead. God. Yeah, so that was a thing. And then Scream writer Kevin Williamson, who also did a bunch of the 90s slashers he did i know what you did last summer too as well i think he said that jason lives was an in heavy influence on screen I, yeah i definitely agree <laughs> that that and uh, new nightmare were just two you know influential movies to, to help get that off its off, off the ground off its feet so yeah exactly so if you like that self-aware dark humor uh horror comedy that you know kind of scream was and new nightmare well new nightmare was more of like self-aware as opposed to horror comedy true, but you know what I'm true. Yeah, yeah yeah then then you'd be a fan of this yeah. one so that, yep that's all i got I, I think that's true i think if you take this movie and new nightmare and mix them together that you get scream so i think that's that's well put very well put yeah holy shit that was only half of number 10 i forgot <laughs> that you have your part oh my god yeah. this is gonna be so long well, okay you people thought that you surprised them with your number 10 pick Holy shit, dude. I'm about to lay some people out with this one. Don't hurt me. I never tell. I'm, I'm going to hurt you, man. I'm going to hurt you good. Uh, my number 10 pick is none other than Friday the 13th, the original. Holy shit. Go suck on, oh, go suck on that one, people. Um, we talked about this before in previous episodes, and you give me hell about it then. And you thought I was going to change my mind. <laughs> no, I, I watched it again. I'm like, you know what? I stand by it. I love Okay. I, let me back up a second. I love Kevin Bacon, one of my favorite actors of all time. His part in this movie is fantastic. The kill is fantastic. It's very iconic. All that stuff. That's great. The kills are okay in this movie. I won't give it. I'll give it that. Just the whole. I don't know, man. Just Mrs. Voorhees as a killer. Like I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. The way they portray her, I just don't buy it. She's like, you know, grandma down the street type. She in the way at the end of how her and Alice fight. It's just, it's like, it's like watching like a skit on like a living color where like people were like, I'd like, like, uh, uh, I'm going to throw this at you. Uh, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so fake. It's so, I don't know, dude. I just like it. it the buildup is okay, but the payoff sucks. And I hate that. I want a good payoff. I want a good, I want to arrive very nicely. You know, I want to splurge and I want to splooge and I want to spray the walls, but this just gives a little, you know, that's it. And it's done. So, you know, they could have done so much more and made a better, 
And don't get me wrong. I love Pamela Voorhees. I love uh, Betsy Palmer. Don't get me wrong on that. She's a very sweet lady and she does play that well. It just doesn't fit the way they portray her in the movie. Let me make that very clear. It's not her fault. It's not anybody else's fault, but the writer. And I put this on Kevin Williamson solely. Um, a lot of people will disagree with me on that. A lot of people will disagree with me on that. But I just don't like the way it is. That's just my – this is totally my opinion. I, this is – this does not reflect it. <laughs> but, but, like, I don't know. I just – it doesn't do much for me. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, the the acting, too, on some of the, act, the actors, just – I just feel, feels flat. Um, I love the setting. The setting is fantastic. Uh, this, the, the little town, you know, the way the lake looks and all the cabins, and that's great. The, the camera work is great. But that whole build up to just nothing, just that just really pisses me off. And it really just makes me just want to take my pillow and go to bed. And that's not what I want to do. You know, I, I want to eat my pudding cup too. And that pudding cup sits there and stares me all night. And I'm just like, no, fuck you. I ain't eating you, you fucking little bastard. So oh, shit. I know. I, Damn, I knew you disliked it, but I didn't think that you disliked it that yeah, much. Yeah, dude, it just doesn't do much for me. Uh, there's another movie that you're going to be surprised too that I put so low, but there's another reason why I hate that one too. But I hate it, but it's just like it. But I really don't like this movie a lot at all. Um, I didn't want to put it lower than Manhattan just for the fact that it is the original. I want to give it a little more love than I thought because I would have put it where I put I would have put it like 11, but no, I'll give it a little more love than that. But because uh, it is, it is start off. You know, it was one of the original slashers, so you kind of give it, kind of give it something. But I wasn't going to give it much. Let's put it that way. But anyway, I know you have a lot more to say about this later on. So if you want to talk about it a little bit, or if you want to wait, it's up to you. Well, I'll leave it in your court. Um, I'm trying to think what I can say or can't say. We'll, we'll just move okay. on, and I'll talk about that, it. Later. That's that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Um, yeah, because you'll get, you can give you all your facts. Yeah, you give the facts on the one when you do it. You'll give the facts for that movie when you do yours. So uh, that way you you, okay. you keep it together. So because we may jump around too much. So um, all right, well there you go. There's number ten. Uh, let's just hop into number nine because I want to see what you got by number nine. Boy, is he dead too? But I'm gonna give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie. Nine. Could he care blood, ain't ya? It's got a death curse. It's showtime! So, I don't think I'm breaking down any doors with this one. Another unanimous pick. I'm going to go with Friday the 13th, Part 7. Ooh, okay. A New Blood. All right. Now, this one, I liked a lot more. So, before I rewatched these films, I had a mental image of all of these movies. They've, they're they already my favorite franchise of all time, but I just kind of had a mental note of where they all placed in terms of a ranking. If I were to rank these films before watching them, it would be a completely different list. True. Very true. This one I thought was going to be more towards the bottom, and I kind of feel bad at putting this where I did because this film it it feels different. It it it's like a birthday ish movie. It almost kind of feels like April Fool's Day a little bit. It's just almost kind of slightly lighthearted. I like the fact that there's a an actual final girl that. Pretty much kicks the shit out of Jason. Yeah, just by yeah. looking at him and throwing shit at him. But, you know, this it's true. all works in the same. The kills in this film are fucking great. Now, a lot of them were cut. Again, I'll kind of save that. 
portion for a lot of the facts on the film I have, because it's kind of a really sad fact about this film that I have to mention again later on. But it, it's just really cool, man. It's a telekinetic woman who loves to throw shit at right. Jason. You know, she's magic. Chris Angel oh. would definitely be jealous if that is if he could see past his two inches of <laughs> eyeliner. I think it's about the ego, but yeah, that's too. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Fucking that. No, that's not two inches. That's two <laughs> miles. I was giving him a benefit of the doubt, but yeah, you're right. So yeah, and something else that kind of just irks me about this movie is it starts off like so many other in this franchise, where it just explains everything that happened. Yeah. Now, granted. I understand that the typical movie watcher, the typical Friday the 13th watcher, isn't watching these back to back to back to back like like your boy did. Yep. You know, most people are normal, <laughs> but... We are, you know, we are just, not normal at all. It's just with all these films, man, it, the first five minutes is scenes from the previous films, and it's just, I'm sitting there, I just saw that, man. Like, let's just keep it going. But then again, I have to take it, you know, oh, yeah, someone doesn't know what's going on, so they have to be filled in. But you really don't have to be filled in because this movie is just Jason killing people for no goddamn reason. So what? You, what you, there's no filling in. There's, you're not missing anything. Oh, yeah, well, That's what makes these films so great is that it's just Jason killing people. There's not really a backstory you need necessarily. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did try to do a storyline on this one, and it's it's not the best. It's not by far not even close to the best. But at least they're trying, I guess. You know, like because at the same time, at the same time, at this at this moment in history, there are other slashers out there that are doing storylines. So they kind of have to keep up with that. They can't just throw a movie at you with just a bunch of random kills. So I, I give it to them. They did a good job. They came up with something original. So you know, I mean, not original, original, but you know, original for the slasher series. So I, I, I give it to them. I give it to them. I mean, it's just, and I think I I dig the look of Jason. He's like all rotten and rotted away, and because because this was after part six, where he was of course dropped into the lake, tied to the rock, and and Tina with her fucking magical powers yeah. shocked him back to life somehow. So d don't question it, people. <laughs> You're better off not questioning anything. You just have to understand that Jason is he died in part four. Yeah, he did. L Theoretically speaking, he died in part four. Of course, wasn't in part five. Was reanimated by Tommy Jarvis in six. Thomas Jarvis. <laughs> Tommy Jarvis uh, in part six. Um, brought back again in this one. Uh, brought back again in eight. Almost the exact same way. So it's just... Yeah, he just keeps coming back. Don't worry about it. He's not a living human being anymore. Mm. Or if he ever was. I guess he was when he was probably like 10 or whenever he got drowned. True. Spoiler alert, Jason Voorhees dies. And you're spoiling all this bullshit. Come on. If you haven't seen this movie by now, what the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of this film. There's not really much to talk about. It's just very middle of, of the road in terms of the other films in the franchise. It, it's a lot of fun, I think, but... I mean, yeah, other than that, I've got some facts if you want me to knock these out real quick. Before, dude, it's all you. All right. So the sad fact that I was talking about is this is the most edited Friday the 13th film. Yeah. The director, John Carl Beekler, he has a long history of special effects work. He is a, He's done a lot. He's been involved with the Hatchet films as of most recently. He did... Um, What's that one about that creature in the in, in the comic book thing? Uh, That's gonna bother me. I can't remember that, but 
I think he directed that film as well. Well, with him having his background in special effects work, that was his main thing with this film is have the most gruesome, gnarly kills. Right. Uh, so he filmed it that way. And this was the film with the infamous sleeping bag scene. Yep. All of the kill scenes were cut to almost nothing because of the goddamn MPAA. Now, for people that are listening, yes, people that are listening that don't really understand, the Motion Pictures Association of America is where film movies have to send themselves, well, I should say executives, send their movie to them. And then the MPAA will send it back with a rating, whether it be a G, PG, PG-13, or an X. Ooh, X. Well... Yes, Friday the 13th was very synonymous with always receiving X's. They wouldn't be allowed to be released theatrically with an X. Obviously, there's no money to be made, so that can't happen. So they kept cutting more and more of the scenes, and the MPAA, of course, was not letting them pass, not letting them pass, until we finally got what we got. And unfortunately, it was a fraction of the greatness it could have been from... From my eyes and from what I've heard in documentaries and stuff, this was going to be a, an insane movie with the kills that they had put. I mean, you you can see some of it, the axe slashing up through the guy's face, the, the head squeezing and everything. There was so much that was supposed to be added on. Um, instead of talking about this for 10 more minutes, I'll go ahead and cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going, man. It says what it is. It's, it, it just heats me because not only were they cut from the film, they were completely destroyed. Yeah, I mean, so, that sucks really bad. Yes. And however, there's a little glimpse of hope here. Uh, it, it sucks because that shit's not going to be able to be kind of renewed for Blu-ray. It's not going to look good. But to this day, the only way to find this film uncut with the added death sequences and gore is in a D- Dutch VHS release. Nice. Yes. So... If anybody could get their hands on that, that'd be great. I think I may. I, I think I might try to pull that off, dude. I mean, uh, yeah, because I haven't looked it up. I don't know how much it could go for. I mean, it might be, it might be cheap, but uh, man, I don't know. That's some, that's one of those kind of bugaboos for me. That's the one I really want to see. And it just kind of really chaps my ass that, especially the Friday Thirteenth franchise is notorious within the MPAA for always being heavily cut because of all the shit they wanted to show. You know, when it came down to Halloween or A Nightmare on Elm Street or all those other franchises, they were more than just killing people. It was more than just creative kills. Those had story, Mm -hmm. you know? No, granted, Friday the 13th has story, but that's not their tagline, you know? All right. Anyway, the working title for this film was Birthday Bash. So when they were, yes, when they were doing uh, auditions for parts and everything, this is the f- name they went by. Obviously, the reason they do that is so scouts and people like that don't run their mouths that a new Friday the 13th is being made. Right. You know, uh, all, most movies do this. And it's actually very interesting because Carrie Noonan auditioned for the role of Tina. Now, Carrie Noonan was in part six. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just as I believe her name was Paula in the movie. So it just so happens that she like showed up to audition for this film. She got the part, but once they kind of connected the two, 
they were like, you can't be in this movie. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, like true. you were just, you were just in one of these. And also not only was she the only one, Marta Kober, who played Sandra in part two, she also auditioned and got the part <laughs> until they were like, shit, you were in one too. Like, like apparently everyone who auditioned for this was already in a previous Friday the 13th and it all got worked out. Yeah. Must say, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so. Exactly. And then just the last little tidbit is that the producers hired a local gator wrangler because the, the lake where they were at was privy to alligators. Mm-hmm. However, this film was shot in the winter, which is the off season for alligators. So the dude literally spent the entire shooting schedule, which was probably only like three weeks or so, literally just watching the lake. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty nice to get paid for. I mean, he probably got paid pretty decently for that too, so. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And his name was Leslie Busby. So shout out to you, Leslie Busby. Yeah, we'll try to tag you on Instagram if you have an Instagram or if you're cool like that. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. So uh, – what do you think about this one? Is there anything you want to say before you continue? Let's just say that I'm going to talk about this one not too far in the future. So I'm just going to hold my wad for just a minute, if that's okay with you. Interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I kind of want to talk about my film now, and I know it's maybe one you're going to talk about later, so I'll just give my thoughts on it and then let you dive into it a little bit. And it's going to be kind of surprising, too. Again, another surprising right two in a row is kind of weird. But uh, but my number nine film, and I got almost cringe saying it, is none other than Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. And people, you know, people know how much I love Freddy Krueger, love Nightmare on the Street, love it, love it, love it. This film, to me, is not a Friday the Thirteenth film. This film, to me, is a Nightmare on the Street film that has Jason in it. And if you look at the the plot, you look at the way it's marketed, you look at the way that it's the title of the of the movie, it is a Freddy film with Jason in you know, added in. But Jason, like you said, gets almost or gets just about every kill in the movie. And it's almost all about Jason, which is so weird. It just doesn't it this movie doesn't line up for me at all. It's it's so they could have done so much more with this and made it so much more of a just mono mono, you know, fight to the death type thing. Too much story. Way too much story, way too much from the characters. Freddy's dumbed down. Jason's dumbed down. Uh, I don't like the way Ken plays Jason, if that makes anybody mad. I don't really know how to tell it the other way. <laughs> He's so slow. Yeah, he just doesn't uh, It just doesn't, doesn't work for me at all. Um, of course, Robert England is the best part of this movie. Uh, he's not in it very much. Um, but when he is in it, of course, he shines. I just love him to death, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. This movie just doesn't do much for me. And I think they went through two, three, four scripts before they finally landed on this one. And I don't, I've never read the other scripts, but someone told me that some of the earlier ones had a lot more of them fighting in it. And the fight in this one, especially the one where in the, in the dream world with, with Freddie, it was just, it was way too hokey and it gave Jason way too much power um, in the dream sequence. Like Freddie is the master of dreams. So give him all you could give him, and they really didn't. They dumbed him down way too much. And then even in the final battle with Freddy in real life, they didn't give Fred or Jason enough power in that. So it's like they misbalanced everything in this whole movie. It just didn't. It didn't weigh out for me, and that's why it's so far down on my list because it just wasn't what it could have been, wasn't what it should have been, and it wasn't what I wanted as a fan of both of these characters. So. Sue me. 
don't know. <laughs> Just fucking sue me. Sue me. I don't know. But anyway, so they're my thoughts on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not upset. I mean, okay, okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. That's good to hear. <laughs> uh, I I mean, if you want to say anything about it now, or if you want to wait, that's up to you. I'll give you free. Run. I completely agree with you, and that's not really a thought that I've had with this film before. I just knew that it was kind of lacking something. It was just missing the point, and you brought it up perfectly when you said it focuses too much on the characters. And when when people just want Freddy versus Jason, they just want them killing people. They want them fighting each other, and that mayhem is so subdued mm-hmm. in terms of them only fighting in the last fifteen minutes. Now, granted, that's a great last fifteen minutes. But that could have been the whole film, you know, except you're focused on Monica Kino running around with her white shirt down a little bit and Kelly Rowland throwing out homophobic slurs, <laughs> yeah, you know? Oh, man. Like, I mean, that's – yeah, and they tried to do too much star power in this. They could have honestly gotten like seven or eight like no-namers and paid them nothing and then paid more to, to Robert England and Ken to do – or pay actually got someone better to play Jason – and done a much better job of them fighting and have put much more into the actual scenes of them fighting and the scenes of, you know, from Crystal Lake and the scenes from a hey, actually taking it to Elm Street. So they could have done a lot more without paying Kelly Rowland and all these bigger names to come into this film. And they really screwed the pooch on that one because it just did not work at all. And people, I know people love this film and I understand why, because it is that iconic Freddy versus Jason on film. But it just could have been so much better. I mean, I, my my vision for this film, I, people actually probably would love to see what's in my brain for this film because it does both of them justice. Um, there's a clear winner at the end. Um, but you'll have to hit me up if you want to find out who I think wins at the end. So there you go. Hmm. I mean, I'll be. not who you think, I think. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Me away. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad that you think the same thing, though, because that's you know uh, we we do differ on a lot of things, but I think this is one I think we definitely can come to come to terms on. So, yes, sir. Yep. yep. Well, all right. I think it's time to hit number eight. We we, uh, we just have two more to hit in this episode. So, uh, yeah, it's it's gone it's gone fast, but it's also we also talked about a lot so far. So, uh, oh yeah, so we've actually really delved into this like I wanted to. So I'm really happy how this is turning out. So. Um, just a little behind the scenes there. If I, how I feel about my podcast. Oh my God. But <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, let's get on to uh, number eight. Boy, is he dead too? And I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voice, an old friend of the Christie's. Eight. Could he care blood, ain't you? It's got a death curse. It's showtime. <laughs> Again, I'm going to shock some people. Shit, dude, shock me, shock me. Dude, just shock her on me. (laughs) (laughs) No, this may surprise some people. Maybe not. I've got Friday the 13th, part three. Dude, you are shocking the fuck out of me. Yeah, dude. shit. So, it's just, upon rewatch of this film, it is so goddamn hokey. (laughs) And it feels so cheap. There's the acting is probably just about the worst in the series, especially from the main guy who gets his head squeezed at the oh, end. Dude, that's the best, the best scene though, man. I'm popping out. Oh yeah, that was a good scene. That was a good fucking scene. But it just his acting, dude. I didn't realize how bad it was. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. Before I rewatched these films, this was my number two. Really? 
Yes, I had I held this film in high regards, and maybe it's those high hopes that kind of knocked it down True. my list. Which honestly, it probably was. But it's just this film is just it, like I said, it, it's just not really that memorable. A lot of the kills are, or I should say, effects don't look that good. Uh, a lot of the kills are really forgettable. Some are great, don't get me wrong. I mean, all, every Friday the 13th film has great kills, don't get me wrong. But in terms of the other films in the franchise, it's just, it's there. This film is there. It it pushes the 3D hokiness, you know, the uh, 3D. And here's a fact for you. This is Paramount's first 3D film since Ulysses, which was released in 1954. So there's a little sneak in there. Um. Okay, well, let me just talk about this one scene. I'm going to break down a scene Good. for you. This is part three. Um, part two, Jason took a machete to like the neck, right? And he was perfectly fine, not a problem. Well, there's a scene in here where Chris, the final girl, played by Dana Camille, she drops a bookshelf full of books on Jason from like the top story. And you can tell his complete disdain with Charlotte's Web because my motherfucker drops like a ton of bricks. <laughs> it, it's just so funny. It's like the things that gets to Jason, like he can get a machete sliced into him but books are too much and okay i get it books can be heavy this dude isn't a normal dude he he gets shot and all the time no phase whatsoever yeah but the thing is you can tell that my boy jason clearly isn't a fan of literature <laughs> but i like to think he's book adjacent jason oh wow dude that's, that's yes. some words right there brother because he didn't dodge it too hard he thought about it. He's like, you know what? Maybe books might be my thing. But uh, he he was slightly interested in the world of reading, but it just wasn't for him. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I just thought that shit was fucking funny. She dropped a bookshelf on him, and he's just like so incapacitated by these books and what have you. That, uh, so that scene is pretty much the only scene that really stuck out to me in this one. Obviously, the dude, the um, handstanding dude. Oh, yeah. Gets chopped in half. That's, a, of course, a highlight. And it's pretty interesting because one of the characters is pregnant in this oh, film. Really? Which, yes. I Honestly, this is kind of this is going to sound really fucked up, but I applaud. <laughs> because it's realistic. Yes, I agree. It's not just horny 19-year-olds that go to have sex. Um, well, I mean, she does have a sex scene. Oh, that's this, right. So, oh, oh, you're saying she was pregnant actually in the film. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're okay. Yeah, okay. I was I was thinking about talking about in, like in real life. Okay, all right. I got you. Yeah. Oh no no no. Yeah, her her character right. is right. pregnant right. and right. she's killed. Yep. And so that's two kills right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people wouldn't count that as two, but your boy. Dude. Right, your boy. That's um. Right. Yeah, your boy's ahead of that shit. It's just yeah. I mean this this one this one is it's fine. <laughs> You know, it's it's the middle of the pack for me again. It used to be in my top, but like watching this again. The portrayal of Jason is my least favorite. I'll say that. Okay. Because you see him too much. You see him at a distance. You see his body too much. He looks he looks fucking weird, dude. He's all you can tell all the fake padding that he's wearing. Um Richard Brooker who played Jason in this film was a former trapeze artist. Ooh. So Damn. Yeah, so I mean, you just imagine that lean build you you would need to do that and they just bulk him up and he just looks fake and wonky and 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, I love all the Friday the 13th films, but this one is just kind of in the middle of the yeah, pack. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, brother. I mean, you surprised the hell out of me, but <laughs> it is your list, so you get to do whatever the hell you You could say that, uh, you know, their favorite film was Jason Goes to Hell, and I'd be like, yeah, you're fucking crazy, but it, it's your list, brother. So, <laughs> uh, yep, yep. Uh, I've got some facts real quick. You want me to bust these up? Bust them, dude. Bust it all over me. All right, so a couple that everyone knows. This is obviously the first Friday the 13th film to portray Jason Voorhees with his mask, mm-hmm. hockey mask. Uh, this was, of course, provided by the character Shelley. Real-life guy Larry Zerner, he's a lawyer now, mm-hmm. but he was approached by producers in real life, Larry Zerner, uh, while handing out flyers for a horror film and hired him just on the spot. Oh, yeah. They must have liked his look or something. It wasn't that hard to get into these movies back in the day, but... The luck, because I would die for someone to approach me to be in one of these. I should be in Shelly, too. You know, it'd be badass. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And this is the only Friday the 13th film where none of the characters actually say Jason's name. Hmm. Interesting. Now, this is because part two, obviously, there's the campfire tale and the lore and all that. So they all know of Jason. Mm -hmm. This one takes place a day after part two. Oh, okay. Okay. So part part two was Friday the thirteenth. This one takes play, uh, place on Saturday the fourteenth. With a with the day after that, yeah, exactly. With the day after that, these kids aren't counselors or anything. They just come to vacation, so nobody knows Jason at all. They're just oblivious to it. So yeah, that's a little interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see where we're at. Uh, the barn, house, and lake, all seen in the film, were made just for the film. Nice. Yes, the lake wasn't properly sealed, and the water rushed out into the soil, or drained, I should say, into the soil within the first week of filming. And you can see, have you ever seen, I mean, you probably haven't because no one has seen this film, Twisted Nightmare? Yeah, never seen that. It's an 80s slasher film. It's so, it's it's a, it's a movie that's so bad, it's good. It's filmed on this exact same set. Nice. Yeah, so I think they, they took over filming right after this one was over to, you know, cheaper, obviously. Uh yeah, that's cool, and that's pretty much all I got for that one. Does, okay, does, does does that does that set still like the the barn and the the house? Are they still there, or do they get torn down? I I'm pretty sure they got torn down. It's to be so cool if they were still there. Oh my god. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh well. Just I was just gonna ask because I was gonna take a little, little trip to wherever they were and take a few pictures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, that set is probably one of the better, my favorites of the the franchise. Exactly, exactly. The way it looks, it just feels, it just feels cool. I just, I would love to hang yeah. out on set, you know, or just actually in that real life, you know, like like some barn and house and everything. But, yep, I'll uh, I'll give my thoughts on that movie later on because I do have some choice things to say about it. So, but I I, I can see where you're coming from. I I, I am picking up what you're laying down, brother. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. Okay, um, my number. What are we on? Six, seven, seven? No, eight. Yes, eight. <laughs> all right, <laughs> lost myself there. My Alzheimer's kicked in. Uh, my number eight, <laughs> number eight film is your previous pick, uh, Part Seven. Uh, okay. Blood. Um, I I like this film. I do. I, I I kind of carry over what you said about it, though. I kind of had the same thoughts. It just didn't do what I thought it was going to do. A lot of these films will do. Like, I have preconceived notions about a lot of these films, and it just doesn't live up to what I want, which that sucks because nobody is really going to live up to what you want exactly. But um, there's a few things I wish I could have seen more of. Uh, maybe more of like the stuff with her 
you know, and people say there's a lot of that, you know, her and him fighting, you know, the, the final girl and him fighting, but they can do a lot more cool things with that. Of course, it was the times. You have to understand the times kind of restricted what they could do on film. So that, I give it that pass. Um, but the acting in this film was just horrific. Uh, the mom just, <laughs> her mom's hair just pisses me off. I don't know what it is about her hair. It's just, oh, God, I don't know. And, and of course, the guy that plays the doctor is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, which yeah, ain't that something? Which I can't stop laughing at. I was like, that's just funny to me. Um, and then, the, like the scene where she's driving away, uh, like she thinks she's gonna go away, and then she sees her mom being stabbed through the back by Jason. You know, he, she's like leaning backwards and like, oh, you know, and she like wrecks the car. Like, just, <laughs> actually, she just runs off the road and then gets out like the car is totally wrecked. She's like, oh fuck, I gotta run now. I'm like, bitch, get in the car and fucking go away. What the hell's wrong with you? But um, logic, yeah, the logic in this this film, especially, just I don't know, man just didn't, didn't do much for me um and like the lead guy that like hangs up with her all the time he's been in other 80s like horror films like wasn't he in um slumber party massacre 2 or something maybe or i think he was um I, the, I, the, there's a the girl that gets killed in the lake yeah she was in slumber party massacre 2 okay i thought he was too though and he, honestly, probably because I remember there being a couple connections with that. Yeah, movie. That's like, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, actually, I'm going to try to look that up real fast because I kind of am curious to see if that was the same actor or not. Um, I think that like I, there's some scenes I love, love like the the birthday party scene where they're all kind of getting together. She keeps seeing flashes of him killing people. I think that's very clever because she does have like the ESP connection with him in a weird way because of the fact that you know where her dad was and the whole thing of. You know, telepathy like that. I think that's cool. They all tie that all in. Um, but like it, it, it is kind of hokey and it's kind of, eh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. Just, just doesn't, just doesn't do it for me. And that's why it's not very high on my list because it's just one of those films. I don't, I don't really pop this in there just to watch it. Um, so I, you know, it has to be something I'm going to watch over and over again, you know, just to, to really be high on my list. And this is one of those ones I just, I watch every so often just to kind of like, if I'm watching like from start to finish on the franchise, this will pop in. Oh, okay, cool. This is not a bad entry, but same point. Just didn't, just didn't do much for me. So, um, there you have it. Uh, I'm looking up right now to see, I don't think he was in that. I maybe thought that was someone else, but uh, cause I don't see it on his IMDb. Um, so it was not him. I, okay. It was, yeah, I, I know where you're getting at it. There is a lot of connections between this film and that uh, the Slumber Party Massacre too. I know the one actress is. He did play Doug on the Facts of Life, if that means anything to anybody. So, uh, I mean, interesting. Really, Facts of Life fans out there. He was also on Married with Children and Fired App. Oh, he's not a pupil. Cool, as a paramedic. Anyway, all right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk about that guy too much because he's really not much <laughs> to talk about it in general. But anyway, um, but yeah, but unless if you said I do agree with on it, so uh, yeah, I think we had pretty much the same thoughts on that one. It was just one one pick apart. So, um, and Jason looks great. Of course, Keen Hotter, you know, he looks looks awesome, plays awesome. He's just one of my favorite Jasons. Um, he's I think he plays it a little too over dramatic, and Jason is definitely not over dramatic. He's definitely kind of dumbed down. But I think like he, like Freddy vs. Jason, Ken, he just is dumb way too down. So, um, yeah. So it just doesn't get it right. But it's not horrible, but it's not great. So there you go. Agreed, agreed. Agreed, agreed. Well, here we go. Uh, two more to go. Let's uh, let's get into number seven and see what you got, brother. Boy, is he dead too? I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. 
His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. Seven. Could he care blood, ain't you? It's got a death curse. It's showtime! <laughs> Well, at number seven, the last one of this episode, mm-hmm. I've got Friday the 13th. Of, of course, it's what you say after all of these. <laughs> Remake from 2009. Ooh, really? That's interesting. Yes. Because you know what? Again? Well, never mind, never mind. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I thought there, but go ahead. So, this one was higher up on my list before re-ranking them. It's just... I watched this in theaters when it came out in 2009. Let's see, how old was I? I was fucking 15. Yeah, I was 15 when I saw this movie, and it was like the bee's knees, right? It was like <laughs> right when I was kind of really learning about horror and this and that, and it was it was what I wanted, you know? It was what I wanted at the time. Mm-hmm. This movie is pretty much for a 15-year-old <laughs> yeah. in terms of just kind of the ingenuity and, and whatnot. It, it's got a really decent story. Honestly, yeah, um, yeah, and I I like the characters. That's what people's main gripe with this one is. But I really like it. The the dickhead Trent is probably one of the best dickheads in in horror history. I agree. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, it's just there's just something missing though. It it oh oh I get to oh oh yes I get to put this out there. This is my favorite Jason. Okay, okay, yeah, I I kind of agree with you on that. Played by Derek Mears, who of course is in a lot of other shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a much more of a survival character. Yeah, it's just he. I don't know, man. It's just films. It, it feels hollow, a little hollow. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't have like that meat, the the meatiness to it that it should. Yeah, I agree with you on that too. Exactly. No, you know, no. That's not to say I don't like this one because I do. It's just the way that. Jason Axon lives in this film is much more realistic as opposed to his zombie adjacent past. It's kind of like a reimagining of how Jason really lives. Yep. And with the whole survival aspect, you know, him and Bear Grylls are right up there. However, Jason doesn't strike me as the type to drink his own pee. So, <laughs> um, be as that may or may not be, it's just the dialogue in this film is what probably really kills it to me. It makes it at the same time. It's hard to explain. When you have lines... In this film, like you've got perfect, or oh my god, I'm fucking it up already. All right, take your time. You've got, <laughs> you've got perfect nipple placement. I mean, and your tits are stupendous. Yeah. Um, it, the acting is great, but the dialogue just kind of kills these characters. Now, again, probably the greatest line in horror history, uh, depending on who you ask. But it's just. I don't know, man. It's one of those things I just really can't explain. It's just I'm not really living for it anymore. Uh, This film was exactly what I wanted when I watched it 10 years ago, a decade ago. Oh, my God. That's crazy to think about. That's crazy. That's that's nuts, dude. But now knowing much more about horror and and being more enveloped in the scene, it just – it gets so diluted. There's – it's – it that's it that's all i can say i mean the first scene before the credits that's great mm-hmm. yep i loved that and this film has honest tension like one through four put together wasn't it or one through three? Oh yeah absolutely there you go absolutely man 
this shit was this shit was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think it's a great movie. If you ask me about my favorite remakes of all time, this is probably going to be in there. Honestly, Definitely. it just sucks that I have to talk about negatives with a film that's seventh on my list, even though I like it. You know, it, it's. But here we are. We're nitpicking for you people. Yeah, exactly. We have to nitpick. That's what we do. So, yeah, fully agree with you on that. Oh, and I'm also going to talk shit about Victor Miller real quick. So, <laughs> Victor Miller was the writer for the original film. He is pretty much the reason why all the rights issues with Friday the 13th have been a thing lately. He, We can't have any new Friday the 13th movies until that the whole situation gets resolved. Yeah. Well, he has said that they called this film a remake as opposed to a sequel because if they called it a sequel they would have to pay him more money for the right of jason somehow Uh, some something in the clause of the contracts by them calling this a remake they don't have to spend as much money for jason Voorhees' likeness does that make sense total sense it's bullshit but yeah so Yes, it is complete bullshit because this film has nothing to do with the original Friday the 13th. I think that this film should have been a sequel. I don't like that it was just named Friday the 13th because when you look back, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that remake, that's penultimate. You you can tell that it's a reimagining of the first film. A Nightmare on Elm Street, sure, it's a piece of shit, but it is very similar to the original. Yeah. Uh, uh, child's play. Well, uh, not so much, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Suck a dick. So there you go. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. It's just that this film should have been Friday the Thirteenth Part Twelve, yes. or whatever the hell. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the the custom VHS I have of this movie? Right. They, yes, dude. That is so badass. Part Twelve. It says Friday Thirteenth Part Twelve, which I love that. And my boy, my boy Skynet Taylor. Thanks a lot, dude. If you listen to this. Dude, you make the most killer covers for VHS tapes I've ever seen in my life. So props to you, brother. Um, yeah, it is, and I love the fact that it says that because you're exactly right. So, um, but it is it is almost like a retelling of the first. You know, kind of you you can either take it either or. Honestly, you can take it either way you wanted to remake or just a sequel to the rest of them. So, um, or a you know a quote unquote sequel. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Anything else you want to add before you, you have some some more facts? Oh, I've always got facts, <laughs> my man. Facts upon facts, brother. Spill them on me. So, um, Derek Mears, who played Jason Voorhees, I actually got to meet him in a horror convention I went to in North Carolina a couple years ago. Um, he is a huge horror fan. He he was telling me that once his he got off the phone with his agent, who told him that he landed the part of Jason Voorhees. He said he literally told me that he jumped up and down like a little girl and was screaming. <laughs> That's awesome. That makes me happy. And not only is that awesome in the fact that oh, you know this this guy is a genuine guy. This dude idolized Jason Voorhees. This dude is a horror fan. We want people like that in the horror community. Yep. In in. Uh, in most horror films it's just people who want a paycheck and it comes through in the performance it comes through in the screenwriting everything movies fail horror movies i should say fail because they're made by people who don't give a shit Derek mears gave a shit he cared about jason Voorhees, and he did his goddamn best to make that character his own and and i'll be damned it's my favorite um again it's a more realistic jason it's he's brutal this motherfucker 
runs faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah. He's he's speedy as shit, dude. Oh, act, he's got his little oh, speedy wheels on. That axe throw, man. Damn, that was yeah. amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, there's that. A sequel for this film was set to be released hmm. on October 13th, 2017. Not So the plans for that after this film came out, this film did great, obviously, you know, in, in theaters. And so they were immediately like, hey, let's do a sequel because the open end was definitely open for a sequel. But the plans were scrapped to film Darren Aronofsky's film, Mother. Really? Yes. So, if and then once those plans were scrapped, uh, I believe Paramount lost the rights to Jason. And then, which began the whole fucking hoopla with the rights issues and all that. But we, we had a chance to get another film before the rights issues were a thing. And unfortunately... Unfortunately, they were scrapped, which is really unfortunate because, I mean, Jared Padalecki, I thought, was pretty good in this movie. And, you know, to see him back in another one would have been tits. But it's unfortunate. You know, what happens happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, that is one of those things. It's just like, well, shit, you know. But it is what it is. And, you know, it's sometimes you think it'd be great and then it turns out to be shit. So maybe we were saved from a movie that would have been horrible. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll save my thoughts for this film later on. But I, I, I mean, you, you've hit it pretty much. Everything you said was, I agree with, uh, mirrors is not my favorite Jason. And you probably can, you won't even guess who my favorite Jason really is, but he's my second favorite of all. I, I love him to death as being Jason. So don't get me wrong. He is fantastic as Jason. Uh, but yeah, you're I'll probably going to surprise you who I think is the best, but, but we'll, we'll get to it later on. Um, but uh, all right, Betsy Palmer. Oh, totally, man. Totally. <laughs> you know, just, no mask thing, and just you know, you know that just fantastic. Um, I'll, I'll finish this up with my my number uh, number seven pick. I, I last and before we did this, I said we had two more films. Yeah, I, I was fucked in the head. If we have one more film, and I don't know why I said two. I think it was meant like two was the fact that you have one, I have one. So let's keep it at that. Um, there you go. I may surprise you on this one too. My number seven film to end this episode off is none other than Friday the 13th part two. Hmm. Let, that, let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. It hurts, but it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people aren't going to be happy with that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love, I love the sackhead Jason. Don't get me wrong. The Jason Voorhees part of this movie is fantastic. Uh, I like the guy that plays Jason. He's, he's not bad. Does a great job. Um, I just don't think that it has the right feel for a sequel. Um, it starts off pretty, I like the, the very first part with uh, with Alice. That's that was phenomenally done. Great, you know, just very suspenseful. You keep thinking it's going to happen. It doesn't happen, and then all of a sudden, boom, it happens just like that. And it brings back the head of Miss Vori, which is fantastic. So, um, I, I don't know. I just the whole movie seems like it's so not about Jason. Like I said, it's it's so much about the characters and. Um, these films do much better when it focuses more on the character of Jason Voorhees than it does the characters that surround him. And I know people like to hear about, you know, you know, the character building and all this stuff. And that is great, but not in a horror film. Um, if you're going for a straight, like, thriller horror, yeah, give me a story. But this is like a slasher film. Don't give me, I don't care about the characters that much. You know, give me a little bit to care about them, just slightly. But I want to see them all die. I don't want to see them survive. I want to see them all fucking die, except for one, you know, so... <clears throat> Let's keep with that, but it just doesn't do what it 
what, what I wanted it to do. Like I said, that, that, I know I keep saying that over and over again, but it's just the way that I feel about these movies that sometimes it just doesn't give me enough um, to really put them up higher on the list. And but like I said, I'm with you. I love this franchise. So I'm not going to say that any of these films, except for Jason goes to hell that I really hate. Um, but I know I kind of said, I hated the original too, but I'll, I'll backpedal just a little bit on that. I don't hate it. <laughs> it's just not good at all. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, savage. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm being very savage. But like I said, and the ending to this is very confusing because you don't really know if Jason survives. You don't know if he's dead. Um, he looks dead to me. Um, and the one thing that really fucks me up in this movie is the very last scene where it zooms in on Mrs. Voorhees' head. I, every, every damn time, and I know what's going to happen, but every damn time, I think her eyes are going to open. Every fucking oh, every time. Every time I say that, I'm like, okay, eyes are open. I was like, nope, that's the end of the movie. But they, they make it to where it looks like it's going to, like it's going to scare you. And it never does, which is brilliant in its own right. But at the same point, it always fucks me in the head. So I'm like, whatever. But um, I don't know. Well, the reason you probably think that is because they actually really did shoot that scene where she opens her eyes. But they said that it just looked kind of too hokey. Uh, and and oh, they did. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And too unrealistic. So they, so they scrapped that idea and just had her keep her eyes closed. Oh, I did not know that. So okay. So I went too far up then. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a real head. You know, the real person right. under the table with the head. So yeah, that was totally. That's that's why everyone thinks their eyes are going to open because it does look so realistic. Yeah. And they should have they should have done that. I know. I, I get what they're saying. Now. I get why it would look hokey. It would look hokey. But oh, no, I agree. It would fit in the movie perfectly though. Honestly, it would have been just fantastic. So and, and and I think and I think that at the end of Freddy vs Jason when you know when Freddy you know opens eyes and winks at the camera or looks at the camera winks at the camera it would have been a very good callback to that exact moment but it didn't happen so mm-hmm. um, and, and I mean I forgot to talk about it. people don't really know who won that battle between Freddy vs Jason they always say that Freddy you know Freddy won because he was still alive at the end and Jason won because he chopped his head off and that was always a big thing go back and forth back and forth we'll 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 let you guys talk about that later on I'm going to pose a question at the very end of the second episode for you guys to answer so we'll talk about that later but um but yeah but by part two it, it's not a bad sequel but it just doesn't I don't think it flows very well from the first one um it starts off well like I said and just it's almost like part seven and it just doesn't uh just doesn't go where it needs to go so yeah, it's a cock tease because really half the counselors leave, and and someone survives besides the final girl. Yes, so the, yeah, I'm like, dude, you can't, how are you going to survive? You got to go back and get killed. Go back and put you in your truck, head on back to the camp. Find old Jason, let him chop you in half. We'll be done with that. But no, he survived. That fucker survived. He's probably there somewhere getting laid and paid and all that stuff. So you know, whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our first half, hey, dude. I mean, there you have it. It's uh, and let, all right. So the official the official count on the time now is one hour and forty six minutes. So I'll probably top this down just a little bit when I'm in end post uh, post production. So it'll probably be like around an hour and forty probably. So, um, but it's not a very long episode. So and it's only the first half of the movies. We knew this was going to happen. That's why we decided to cut it in half. So bear with us. Exactly. You know, you got what four days before the second half drops. I know, I know, I know. Enjoy this first half, though. Share it with your friends, your family, your dog, your dead neighbor, whatever. Um, they're doing the freezer, <laughs> whatever. Let's just let's let's get that episode, this episode out and get all pumped up for the second part of this because second part is going to be even more badass, I think. So you guys just just hang in there. Um, it's coming. It's coming, just like I am right now. I mean, uh, what? Let me say that loud. 
Let's <laughs> backpedal. Um, all right, just just I'm just I'm gonna just gonna say a few things at the end of this to wrap this up. I won't give the full spill. Uh, but you can find us at It's a Horror Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, fuck Twitter, fuck. And um, on our next episode, we'll be covering the second half. <laughs> I'll just take him, I'll take him a stunner right there and say that. <laughs> but anyway, let's just wrap this up real fast so we can get to, the, to get you guys on your way because I know you got a lot going on this week. It's almost Christmas time. You got to get shopping, get your kids your presents and all that stuff, and you know, get to watching more of these films. Maybe you can watch. Maybe we can try to watch. Maybe you can try to figure out what our final six is and try to watch those films. Maybe you can try to figure that out. So you got some films left. So see if you can figure out what we have left. We got a fun maybe so all right well let's just end this off so we can start this next half uh my name is wes i'm kevin and we'll see you in the next episode see ya